10 past eight and 19 weeks on since the first anti-extradition bill protests. The pro-democracy movement lives on in Hong Kong, even with Chinese President Xi Jinping threatening that anyone attempting to split China will end in crushed bodies and shattered bones. Remarkable to hear a president saying that, but not so surprising against this particular backdrop. Let's catch up with Tommy Walker, journalist currently based in Hong Kong, the travel writer behind The Wandering Walker, and not to mention someone who knows all about uh, being hit hard by the force of law in Hong Kong. Thank you very much for joining us. Hi. Hi, how are you doing? Yeah, no problem. How are you? Yeah, well, it's great to have you with us because... One of the things that drew you to our attention is the fact that you were personally hit by the police response, which has included rubber bullets. What, what exactly happened there? Yeah, I mean that was on um, it was on the 29th of September, and that was actually quite a a big day. A lot of a lot of press and reporters got hit that day, and unfortunately, I was one of them. Um, that day was a typical day at that point um, during these during these clashes. Um, in terms of the, there's been many battle, battle, battlegrounds between the protesters and the police, and this particular day was two days before China's national birthday, 70th anniversary. Um, same old sort of area. It was on Hennessy Road, in between um, Causeway Bay and Wan Chai, which are two main districts in Hong Kong Island, and the uh, the protests um, came out in thousands early on in the day, around about two o'clock. The police tried to disperse it early um, with tear gas at 2.30 just, just to think that that might calm things down. It had the absolute opposite effect and it just set the tone for the day. So that day was pretty hectic um, and there was just lots of battles and clashes and tear gas and molotovs the whole day. Myself, my, my, my particular incident happened around about 6 o'clock that day and at that point... We'd already seen journalists with who had been blinded. We'd already seen journalists who had been, um, you know, unfortunately in in an area where tear gas was fired right in front of them. Um, I was just covering some from protesters throwing molotovs into an area where the police were near, and there was thick tear smoke, uh, thick tear gas smoke in the background. The police just fired through this thick smoke, which you couldn't see through. Um, and myself, being at the front line, was you know I was very uh, unfortunate to be hit in the abdomen uh, once, um, and then about a minute later, got hit in the head uh, by an, a second rubber bullet. And thankfully, I had my helmet on in the right place, um, so it was quite a interesting experience. Um, I actually managed to get it all on video too, so it's uh, all my my claims are backed up as well. So, what, what does it actually feel like to be hit by a rubber bullet? Yeah, I mean, when I got hit in the stomach, it just it's just just like um, I don't know how to. At the time, it was just like a sharp, you know, uh, pain. It's if you're playing football or with a playing tennis or something like that. You know, it was just more the shock. Um, and the sound was the worrying thing. It was like you heard the the gun, you know, the the, the fire of the, the bullet, and then the getting hit. It was just more a quick, sharp pain, 
But it didn't. It, it knocked me down a little bit, but it didn't. It, it wasn't enough for me not to continue. You know, it was just mm. more like, oh wow, okay, I've been hit. Um, now in that particular incident, actually, it was quite a. The worrying, the, the the part was that, was that I got hit twice. The second time, I was more worried because I'd been hit twice in a minute, and that was like, oh wow, are they just blind firing? Are they aiming at me? Someone who had a you know a press vest on, um, and it was just all a bit chaotic. And uneasy. So, yeah. What well, can I just also clarify a bit more of your background? Were you, for example, uh, involved in covering the the previous uh, yellow umbrella protests that we saw in Hong Kong? No, no, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. So I've been based in Hong Kong uh, for about just under two years. Um, so I've been already here already prior to these, you know, to these demonstrations happening. Um, but I wasn't here in 2014. No. Um, I just wonder how the atmosphere feels on the ground there now. Is there a sense that things are starting to fade away again as we saw past protests also end ultimately um, with the imprisonment uh, of some of the key figures? Uh, or, or do you feel like this is actually just going to go on until it reaches some sort of conclusion, either for better or worse? Yeah, I mean, honestly, everyone's trying to figure that out, to be honest. Um, it, it's definitely... You know, it's definitely lost in terms of like numbers, mass numbers in one place. That's definitely decreased in recent weeks. You know, probably to do with the anti-mask law is probably one of the main reasons. Um, but it's 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 a difficult one because the weekend passed. We've just we've just saw on Sunday, especially we saw um, demonstrations take take place over 18 districts um, in Hong Kong. So it's been more urban and, and sprawled across the city rather than in one main place so people could be um forgiven to think oh it's it's kind of it's a little bit more urban it's a little bit you know it's 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 in clusters and it's not happening in mass no more but i think that's just to do with the fact that peaceful protesters aren't coming out as much because of the anti-mask law and the worry of of the police coming out and trying to immediately disperse. Last night, actually, um, we saw uh, um, an approved march in Central, which is the main, you know, one of the main district, uh, business areas in Hong Kong, an approved march starting at 7 o'clock, ending at 9 o'clock, and that was for human rights and uh, democracy sort of um, rally. And thousands, more than anyone expected, turned out. You know, a lot of peaceful processes there. So it's a difficult way how you look at it. If you look at the actual clashes that have been happening over the weekend definitely numbers have dwindled a bit because of just the anti-mask law um so you know things on the front line aren't as the numbers aren't as busy but it's still happening for sure and then you get something that happened last night where you just that's just completely like you think okay well the heart there's still a heartbeat here Mm. people are still believing it you know i mean it's just it's just are they getting the opportunity to express that you know, because nowadays a lot of rallies are getting, um, a lot of the rallies and demonstrations are not getting approved. So, um, because of obviously what's been happening. So, you know, you, you, are we seeing the whole, what people are thinking? Last night gives an, gives an example of like, people are still very much thinking about what's happening in Hong Kong. It's just, are the, are the peaceful protesters willing to take the risk of arrest, you know, or, you know, violence? It's that's a different thing. So it's um, one of them things. People on the ground think it's going to rumble on, 
you know, and it's going to go into smaller, uh, it's going to keep going into the smaller battles and clashes. Um, and one way or the other, yeah, it'll, it'll come to a head, I think. I think that's, that's sort of the best way to look at it at the moment. Right. I mean, I, I have family in Hong Kong and I've also been following closely on, on social media and beyond. And I, I also sense, though, that there's some other conflicting feelings, like some people are very sympathetic with police when they've been targeted by protesters quite violently, or very violently mm. in some cases. Uh, others are just fed up with the protests full stop and just one way or another want them to end um, and perhaps are fatalistic about Chinese control. How, how are we supposed to measure these feelings uh, in, in a place where democracy isn't exactly alive and well? I mean, in terms of... The, there's definitely been a growing... Um, there's definitely been a growing, sort of, you know, people are sort of siding with the police side, and, and they're starting to, like you said, they're getting a bit fed up of, you know, the damage. There's definitely that's that's definitely grew because that wasn't the case even six weeks ago, two months ago. So that's definitely the case. That look, there has been. If we're looking at this objectively. There's been some terrible attacks on the police, you know, and 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 but at the same time. The police have went over the top on many occasions too. So, you know, there's definitely people are looking at it on both sides rather than just um, just via, you know, the protesters were. Um, people are getting fed up. You know, people who live here, you know, expats as well, or, you know, people who, who've uh, immigrated from different countries, they're definitely getting fed up as well because their lives have definitely been affected yeah. by MT, the MTR. Mass Transit Railway, uh, you know, that's been limited in recent weeks. Businesses have been closing down. Um, even, I mean, you know, if you, you know, if tear gas is getting fired and it's lingering into the centre of Hong Kong, you know, it's not a nice smell to even be near, you know. And people have been reconsidering living here. Is it safe for, you know, their, their children to grow up? So there's definitely a growing sentiment on, on that side of things. People are fed up. Um... And I think, you know, of course, it's been going on for four months now. So that's, I think that's expected in a way. But at the same time, how I look at it and, and, and someone who's reporting on it, and of course, it's not nice to see a great place like Hong Kong with a lot of history, a great balance of East v. West, if you like, come from such a beautiful place, you know, with lots of things to do and opportunity. And just, I mean, this is from my perspective and maybe from a foreigner's perspective, but to see that and such a safe city go into what it is now is it's a very sad thing you know um yeah. but at the same time you've got to look at it from the the people who are protesting and like this is incredibly important to them well indeed in and if there's world. already been this sacrifice you'd you'd have to say what's it worth uh if if they don't p- press on. We're out of time, Tommy Walker. People can check right. out more of your blog as well, The Wandering Walker. Uh, thank you very much for taking the time to speak with us today. Yeah, no, they can also check out my Facebook page, TommyWalker.co. That's where I post all my updates. Great, thank uh, The process on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks, Alex. Cheers. Thank you.